warm grace welcome to David Trubeck. Thank you, Pastor. Shalom. Good morning. Wow, it is a big privilege to be back to Grace Baptist Church. And this church supports us a lot in our ministry in the land of Israel. You know, it is a big privilege to serve God in the God-promised land, in the land of Israel, to serve God to the Jewish people. Gospel arrived to us from the promised land, from, the, from Israel. You know that the Bible was written by the Holy Spirit, but Holy Spirit used Jewish people to write the Holy Bible, and then to preserve the Holy Bible throughout the history. And then Jesus was born as a Jew. All the apostles were Jewish. And it is so sad that today most of the Jewish people, they don't know the truth about their Messiah, Jesus. And we know that there is only one way to God, through Jesus Christ. And we as Christians, we have a responsibility to bring gospel back to the promised land and to bring gospel back to the Jewish people. And your church, you helps us a lot. You know, you support also different ministries for the gospel, but also chosen people ministries. And thank you for your prayers and thank you for your support. You, can, you know, when you serve God in Israel, you can feel yourself on the spiritual front line. And we really need your prayers and your spiritual support. As it is a big privilege for me to be back, and today I will share with you uh, from one of the books of the Old Testament. And it is important. I was happy to, uh, to receive... Um, when you asked me to share about the book of Ecclesiastes, I was really happy, Pastor, because, uh, um, you know, we need to investigate time in the Old Testament, in the books of the Old Testament. In the, because in the books of the Old Testament, there is a prophetic message that points us to first coming of Jesus Christ and on his second coming. We also can see many fulfilled prophecies in the history of the Jewish people. And when we see these ancient prophecies, and then when we see the fulfillment of the ancient prophecies, it makes our faith even stronger that Bible is that the Bible is the word of the living God. And today we will uh, look into one of the uh, most unusual, and I can say difficult to understanding book, uh, books of the Old Testament, book of Ecclesiastes. And uh, I use this book a lot in our ministry in Tel Aviv. You know, Tel Aviv is a modern city, and in Israel there is mandatory military service bo- for both, for boys and girls. And after the mandatory military service, they, uh, many of them, they move to Tel Aviv to start their life and they have many dreams. And it is amazing to have dreams and ideas. But, and God used, and I many times use this message of Ecclesiastes to share the gospel with these young people. Because life without an internal perspective, no eternal perspective, is meaningless. Okay, and the book of Ecclesiastes was written by King Solomon, the son of King David. And during the the reign of King Solomon, Israel experienced great wealth and success. And in the, his book, Ecclesiastes, 
investigated in all the material things that this world has to offer. At the end of, of his life, Solomon Ecclesiastes comes to the conclusion that having a lot of money, resources, and physical blessings the, the, don't bring true happiness or give meaning to a person's life. By the way, in, the, in Hebrew, we say the, the Hebrew name of Ecclesiastes is Kohelet. And Kohelet means preacher, teacher, or collector of wisdom. Now let's start from the let's start read from the Bible. Let's read from Ecclesiastes chapter two, verse eleven. So I considered so I considered all my activities which I which my hands had done, and the labor which I had exerted, and behold all was futility and striving after wind, and there was no benefit under the sun. Now to clarify this point, let's read from the New Testament. What, what, let's see what Jesus says on this topic. Let's lo- read from the Luke chapter 9, verse 25. Jesus says, For how would a man benefit to gain the whole world, but destroy his soul or lose it? Jesus explains that if person try, if person tries to gather all the material things that this world can, can to offer has to offer without considering God in eternity, he will lose his own soul. And it is amazing to have a nice house or safety car. It is not a point. A point is that if person if person's focus on accumulating possessions and earthly treasures, if it is a main purpose, focus on the person to accumulating possessions and earthly treasures, there, then it will cause them to miss the true purpose of life. In the end, all their efforts will be in vain, as they cannot take these material things with them after death. It is a wasted pursuit, you say in English, wasted pursuit, that brings no real benefit or life meaning. Now, it is very important to mention that King Solomon, he was the richest and wisest king in the history of the Jewish people. And it is exactly what the Bible says us. Let's read from 1 Kings 10, verse 23. King Solomon had more riches and wisdom than all the other kings on the on the earth. Therefore, God specifically chose King Solomon to deliver this message because Solomon he he has he had experienced all these uh, uh, worldly treasures, all these worldly experiences, and God used him to deliver this message. And the purpose was to help people understand that life without an internal perspective is essentially meaningless. Without considering eternity, everything loses its value and purpose, becoming empty and meaningless. And this message of meaningless of life without an internal perspective starts to to be very clear as we read first two chapters of the book of Ecclesiastes. And first two chapters, Ecclesiastes lists all the amazing things he had done and all the amazing things that he had. 
And still, despite having all these great things, Ecclesiastes shows that shows us that he still felt empty inside. He ha- he had ex- he had experienced all these amazing things. He had all these. Uh, possessions, and still he felt empty inside. It is like having lots of money and nice things does not bring true happiness or give our lives real meaning. It is uh, in the two first chapters of Ecclesiastes. In the chapter 3, Ecclesiastes takes us on a deeper exploration. Let's read from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11. He has made everything appropriate in its time. He has also set eternity in their heart, without the possibility that mankind will find out the work which God has done from the beginning even to the end. From this verse, we can understand two important points. First is Solomon, King Solomon, Ecclesiastes. He looks upon the nature around him. He looks at the stars in the sky, the beauty of babies, flowers, and the sea. Nature is truly amazing and beautiful. And he starts to understand there must have been an artist who created all the amazing, beautiful, all this amazing, beautiful world. While observing creation, he comes to the understanding that there must be a creator behind it all. The phrase, he has made everything beautiful in its time, perfectly captures King Solomon's observation. Now, when we investigate investigate time in the book of Ecclesiastes, it is very important to understand that this book, it is not, it is an unusual book. It is, this book describes King Solomon's research of meaning of life. Step by step, Ecclesiastes pieces together the puzzle for us in the book of Ecclesiastes. We need to remember it when we study this book. In addition, as I said, that from this verse, I have mentioned that from this verse, we can learn two important points. One point that Ecclesiastes starts to understand that there must have been an artist who created all the amazing world. In addition, Solomon, King Solomon explores the depths of the human soul and declares he has put eternity in the human heart. God has placed within every person the desire to eternal life. Even people who claim that they does not believe in God, they still have this desire for eternal life. There is a deep-seated desire for eternity within every person, within each person. Now, let's move to the verse 16. Solomon continues his research. Let's move to chapter 3, verse 16. Furthermore, I have seen under the sun that in the place of justice there is a wickedness, and in the place of righteousness there is wickedness. Now, in the previous verses, Ecclesiastes looked at the nature and saw the beauty of of creation. He also looked inside his heart and recognized the desire for eternity. Now he directs his his focus on the human society 
and he sees in injustice, evil, and corruption. In this point, he starts to he directs in this point he directs his focus to human society when he sees injustice, evil, and corruption. In his in this passage, Ecclesiastes begins to address the question of evil in the world. Ecclesiastes starts to ask the question, if there is a creator, if there is a God, why there is so much evil in this world? And Ecclesiastes acknowledges that humanity is plagued by sin and evil. And God originally created this world amazing, perfect, intending for humans to live with him forever. But through the disobedience of man, evil and uh, evil death and, um, and sin entered into God's perfect world. Through our disobedience and sin corrupted both humanity, humanity and all of God's creation. You see, God created this world beautiful, but through disobedience of man, sin entered into this world and corrupted both. Humanity in all of God's creation. Now, let's move to the chapter 19. Let's read for the Ecclesiastes chapter 3, no, chapter 3, verse 19. For the fate of the, uh, of the sons of mankind and the fate of animals is the same. As one dies, so dies the other. Indeed, they all have the same breath, same spirit, and there is no advantage for mankind over animals. For all, for all is futility. Now, King Solomon, as I have mentioned, it is a research of King Solomon. And King Solomon continues his observation and research on the meaning of life. And on this point, he confronts the need to address the question of death. But what we need to understand is that in this stage, Solomon still looks on life from the earthly perspective, without the internal perspective. And from this earthly point of view, he acknowledges that the fact that ev- everyone eventually dies renders life meaningless. But again, it is from earthly perspective, without an internal perspective. There is no meaning of this life because every person will eventually die. No matter what they do, death will eventually come and make everything they worked for and achieved meaningless. If we look at life, considering death is approaching, what is the importance of all these things we gather and possess? What does it matter what status one has in human society when in the end everyone submits to death? In our verse, Solomon raises a question, what makes a person different from, from an animal? And from your perspective, without an internal perspective, without God in the picture, there is, there is, any, there is no difference between person and animal. It is, like to, it is like to be on the plane that is going to crash. What does it matter if you are sitting in economy class on business class? You see, but we need to understand it is just research. It is a part of his research. This conclusion. St- 
step by step, Solomon pieces together the puzzle for us. Ecclesiastes begins his description of the book by listing what he has accomplished and how much property he has. And by, by doing this, Ecclesiastes emphasizes that material possessions cannot provide meaning to life. Solomon emphasizes that no matter how much money or possession you have, life is empty and meaningless if you don't think about life from internal perspective. With each passing day, one moves closer to their eventual demise. And now uh, let's continue to read, and let's read from the verse 21 of chapter 3. Who knows that the spirit of the sons of mankind ascends upward, and the spirit of the animals descends downward to the earth? Okay, in this, in this verse, from this verse, we can see that Ecclesiastes delves deeper. In this passage, King, Salom, King Solomon explore, explores even deeper. In his research, Ecclesiastes delves into a new aspect. He starts to understand that death is not the end. He starts to understand that there is the existing existence, you say, the existence beyond the death. After a person's body dies, the spirit separates from the body, departs from the body, and there is a two possible experiences. One experience is to descend, and another experience is to ascend. He discovers it during his uh, research. In this verse, Solomon concludes that death is not simply the ending of life. When a person's body dies, their spirit, which yearns for eternity, separates from the body and may either ascend or descend. Ecclesiastes recognizes that descending is undesirable and ascending is desirable. At this point, he still does not understand what causes, what determines whether a person's spirit ascends or descends. Therefore, he makes a comparison to animals as the physical body of that person is akin of that of an animal. He still don't understand what causes to... He, he starts to understand that there is an existence beyond the death, but, and there is a two possible experiences. One is descending and another is ascending, but still King Solomon does not understand what causes to, to the person's spirit ascend or descend. And he continues, he does not provide solution, but he continues his research. And Ecclesiastes continues his research to, to, to understand, his, his point is to understand what, if his spirit will descend or ascend. And, he, and Ecclesiastes continues his research and discovers that ascending is connected to positive morality. Only, only someone who is good and perfect can ascend to this perfect place full of God's presence. To explore the situation in which Ecclesiastes finds himself during his research, we need to look to chapter 7, verse 20. Let's read from the chapter 7, 
verse 20. Again, Solomon continues his research and he discovers that only perfect, good and perfect person can ascend to this perfect place full of God's presence. And then he continues his research and he discovers that indeed there is not a righteous person on yours who always does good and does not ever sin. King Solomon, and you know it is amazing because King Solomon He knows all the leaders of the people of Israel. And he observes the priesthood. He observes the elders. He observes the respected people of the people of Israel and respected people among the nations of the world. Ecclesiastes, he closely acquainted, acquainted, he closely knows all these respected people. He closely acquainted with all of these important people. However, he recognizes that, like himself, they are flawed and sinful. Despite yearning high respect from the people, they are burdened with sins and shortcomings. As Solomon reflects on his own life, he understands that he is unworthy to ascend into that perfect place with the presence of God. He realizes that God gave him power, wealth, and wisdom, and he vested it, he spread it to the worldly pleasures and even worshipped idols. He starts to understand that he is heading down towards destruction. We can see that Ecclesiastes guides us through a specific process. He begins the scroll by stating that life under the sun without an internal perspective is vanity as every person eventually dies. He then delves deeper, leading us to understanding that there is existence beyond death. After death, a person's spirit can descend or ascend. Ecclesiastes continues his research and reveals to us that the, that, that the cause of descent or ascent lies in the moral state of the person. And in the same time, he, Solomon understands that spiritual Condition of every person is not good. This realization should instill the fear of God in the listeners of Ecclesiastes. And now let's say, let's read from the last chapter of Ecclesiastes. In this chapter, he summarizes all his conclusions. And let's start from the chapter 12, verse 7. Then the dust will return to the yours as it was, and the spirit will return to God who gave it. Now, in the conclusion of his study, Ecclesiastes expresses his understanding of what happens to a person when they die. A person's body made of dust will return to the, uh, to the, to the yours. And person's spirit uh, that yearns for eternity will return to God who originally gave it. And person's spirit will stand before God and, and be judged. Ecclesiastes understands that he is a sinful man, and this realization fills him with anxiety as he thinks about facing a perfect and holy God. From the text, it is, it is evident that Solomon expresses distress, knowing that he is no, on, not only facing physical death, but also that after his body perishes, his spirit 
tainted by sin, will return to the presence of a holy God and stand before his judgment. And now let's read from the, uh, the second to last verse of Ecclesiastes. Let's read from Ecclesiastes 12, uh, chapter 12, verse 13. The conclusion, when everything he has been heard is fear God and keep his commandments, because this applies to every person. In this verse, Ecclesiastes states that after going through the entire process, he has reached the, 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 the conclusion that the best thing a person can attain in this life is the fear of God. Ecclesiastes dispels all, illusion, all illusions, expressing his discontent with feeling love, life with worldly things without an internal perspective. He concludes that this way of living is pointless and empty. He understands that one day he will die and stand before a holy and perfect God. And what we need to understand is that King, King Solomon, Ecclesiastes, does not provide a solution, but he reveals a disease and the need for redemption, the need for salvation. And let's read from the last verse of the book of Ecclesiastes. For God will bring every act to judgment, everything which is hidden, whether is good or evil. And this verse is amazing because uh, at the beginning of his scroll, Ecclesiastes states that everything does not matter. It is very well known saying, everything doesn't matter. But in the conclusion of his research, he come to the different uh, conclusion that uh, everything actually does matter. Why? Because every person will judge before the holy God for every deed they had done on this yours. As there is a huge meaning to every deed. And conceptually and con- philosophically and conceptually, this can be the last verse of the entire Bible. Ecclesiastes declares that every deed a person has entire Bible. It can be final verse of all the books of the Old Testament. Then we need to recognize and receive the New Testament. But I will just speak I will speak about it in just a moment. Ecclesiastes declares that every deed a person has done in their life will be brought to judgment by God by God. God will judge every action a person has done in their life. Every person will have to stand before a holy God and be judged. From the good to evil means that God sees everything in its core. One cannot deceive or pretend before God. Ecclesiastes also states that whether is hidden will be brought to judgment. Essentially, this verse divides all action, actions into, in, into two, good and bad, and what is seen by people and what is hidden from them. While it may, while it may be possible to conceal things from others before God, everything is fully visible. Every deed and every sin will be judged before the Holy God. And this is the conclusion of the book of Ecclesiastes. And as I have previously mentioned, with this message, we can, we can, with this message, we can conclude all the books of the Old Testament. And the message is that our bodies are made of dust. They, and 
person's body will return to the yours, and person's spirit will stand before the holy before the holy and perfect God and be judged. And the understanding that we cannot be righteous before the perfect and holy God can bring us can bring us to the understanding that we need the solution, that we need the redemption, that we need the salvation. And it is just, and we need, from this understanding, we need to make just one step and receive the good news that we have in Jesus Christ. Ecclesiastes, the Old Testament, doesn't give us any solution. Old Testament reveals a disease, and in Jesus Christ, we have the solution. It is written in, uh, in John chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Jesus came to this world to suffer for our sins, and through his suffering, Jesus reconciled us with holy and perfect God. And today, not because of our righteousness, today because of what Jesus did for us on the cross, we have a relationship, relationships with God. Our names are written in the book of life. And if we recognize it, it should fill our, our hearts with joy. And you know, this joy can give us the strength to overcome every challenge, even in this world. Amen? Amen. Let's pray and uh, thank you for your patience. I know that my English is not perfect and uh, hopefully you, are, you, are, you, uh, you understood my message. Um, uh, but in, please investigate it more. In, I know that in your church you, you have a great teaching or pastor leads you in, uh, in studying in, in the books of the Old Testament. And in your per- personal devo- devotions, Please spend time in Old Testament. It is, it is amazing. As I have mentioned, there are many hidden tools that in light of New Testament bring a richer understanding to our life in Jesus Christ. Okay, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful to you that you sent... We are just... We, we were lost. We were lost. We, we, we were in darkness. And you sent your only son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins. And today we have this righteousness before you, not because of our deeds, not because of we, we, we were we done, but because of what Jesus done for us on the cross. We thank you, we glorify your name, and we ask you, please use us to be good testimonies to the people around us, to share the gospel, because gospel is a good news that we need to share with the people around us. I ask for this church and for, for my family, for my church in, in Tel Aviv, but also for Grace Baptist Church, the same desire as Apostle Paul had when he wrote, I am not ashamed of the gospel, that we, we will be, be not ashamed of the gospel, that we can spread the gospel to the people around us. And then Apostle Paul continues and says, because it is the power of God for salvation to everyone. Give us this, this the same boldness, the same desire to share the gospel to our friends, to our families, to our workplaces. And I ask you for the Grace Baptist Church, I am so thankful that you are using this church to be a lighthouse and in this area. And I, I just ask you, Heavenly Father, please use them even more. By the name of our Savior, Jesus, we pray. Amen.